Welcome to the Morning After Podcast, a Freedom Center Church podcast. All right, well, welcome to another episode of the Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you, as always, this morning with Pastor Jim. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And Pastor Les this morning. How's it going? Going great. Awesome. Great. Cool. Good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Les's first time that he's been on the podcast with us, and uh, it's going to be great. Excited about it. He spoke on Sunday. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it, man, oh, man. Yeah. Grab a box of Kleenex. Um, up at, being up in the studio, uh, there's cameras everywhere, and we can focus in on people. And there weren't many people that weren't crying, at least during some point in the service. Um, it wasn't when I got up there first, right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Where's he at? Come back. Go get the valet, get the car. Was, right. No, yeah. No, um, I think let's just, we'll dive just right into it on uh, Sunday morning. But I think there's a lot of power in showing people that pastors are real. They're not people that have perfect lives, that they woke up, the, they were born, and then day one, everything was perfect, and they've been serving the Lord ever since. But there's a lot of pain and um trials that happen in life whenever um it's not any different basically for pastors than anybody else and i think a little bit worse because you're you're engaged at a high level with so many people going through the worst moments of their life so you're yeah you're in the room when they unplug the machines and you're you know you're holding the hands when people get the news i mean our own lives i think would say are, are fairly normal when it comes to tragedy but being involved in the tragedies of everybody else's lives, it's I think it's yeah. probably a greater burden. Right. Now, did I get this right? The stories that you were telling, um, you said that all that happened within 10 months of accepting Christ, is that? Uh, my daughter's Your daughter's story. story. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that it, that it had already happened at that point, and you had just found out about it, or that's like it happened and you found out about it after, 10 nope, months afterwards? The, actually, the, the act happened about 10 months roughly after. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, it's going to be hard to get through this one a little yeah. bit, but we'll we'll do no, it. That was just the coffee coming up. Ah, uh, okay. All right. All right. So, um, I mean, what do you do with that? Like, how do you? I've just accepted Christ. Everything's supposed to be getting better, and then wham, that hits you. Like, how do you process something like that? You don't process anything fast. Yeah. You no, know, it's uh, it's slow. It's it's almost like a a different reality. Yeah. Um, this isn't real. This isn't happening. I think it's with sure. tragedy and loss and anything traumatic. You have that disconnected reality. Is this this can't be happening? Yeah. You know, you have a bad car accident. Did that really happen? Sure. See so that disconnected reality, and then, you know, with with trauma and things like this, you you have to process. Then it is real, and then, you know, you have all the the range of emotions and yeah, you know, revenge being one of the one of the top ones after sure. justice. You know, you touch a hot stove. So right. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the questions that somebody had was, um, you you said that you're you've forgiven and gotten over it like ninety five percent, five percent, and they just kind of wanted you to elaborate on that a little bit. Like, what does that mean? The ninety five five. Um, nothing in- incredibly deep, but okay. I think uh, I think it's easy to to forgive. Uh, maybe it's easier to forgive a, a, somebody that you don't see. Yeah, um, a distant relative that you'll you'll may never see again, um, and you can forgive them in your mind, and they're not in your your everyday world. Um, so I'd say I was I forgave them in my heart, in my mind, into the Lord, and then when 
I found my daughter did not have memory of the situation. Mm-hmm. It catapulted to the 95%. Right. Um, but that last 5%, I think that's the, the face-to-face. Yeah. I think that's the, the, the conversation eye-to-eye through glass or however they do it and, um, and verbally telling him um, that I forgive him. That's the final 5%. Yeah. I, I think I'm a lot closer to that Right. Than I was a week ago today. Yeah. So talking about it, I mean, for the first time publicly, helped. It oh, wasn't man. holding it in. I mean, I'm not saying everybody should talk about everything as soon as everything happens. But yeah. Yeah. This has been years. It's not it, like right? it, it was a week or anything. <clears throat> like I think that's that. one of the things people deal with is if I ever tell anybody or who would understand or why would I ever bring it up? Let's just move on. It's like, man, I don't know that that's good advice. Mm-hmm. I think I, it was funny. I was listening to you. I was uh, sitting with someone and I said, this is as good for him as it is for everybody else and yeah and it was you know you're crying we're crying it's like everybody's relating to mm-hmm. your moment and our own while, while you're talking right. and this is good for us isn't that how the church is supposed to operate though like <clears throat> you're on this and this is my pain and i'm sharing my pain with you and that's when people are supposed to rally around you and hug you and support you and i've been through this and thank you for sharing this this helps me out so mm-hmm. much because i'm going through this similar right. situation right now i think a small group is you know what yeah I mean? that, that you expect that, that once you get close and once you get honest you expect right. those breakthroughs mm-hmm. i think it is rare though in, in a large group setting we had kevin ramsby and who was stabbed 17 times and tells a story you know people are relating to their own you know their own unbelievable victimized you yeah. know situations but I, so it does happen occasionally, you know, in a mass meeting. But I think more than likely it's going to happen. You know, there's three guys sitting around talking, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, a deer camp, and somebody gets honest, and the other two get honest too. I think it's, yeah, I think it happened both places. But I, I think it is more the larger the group, the more rare I think that moment is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about Joe a little bit. Then we're just mm-hmm. going to get through all the hard stuff first before we start talking <laughs> about mega camp and mm-hmm. kids camp and all that exciting stuff. Yeah. But that one's different because. Uh, Pain's probably pretty similar, but there's nobody to forgive. Nobody did anything right. wrong. Um, so for people out there that are dealing with the loss of a loved one, like I, I don't know if it ever goes away. Um, and I'm not a good one to speak on this because I haven't really had very many family members that I've loved pass. So I guess I'm looking at you like, um, how do you, how do you process it? Like, how do you get through that? Um, you know, as time goes on, what they say, time heals pain, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't think about that daily. Mm-hmm. I don't think about have my daughter daily. So when you start thinking about it, then you start remembering and thinking and yeah. you get more emotional that way. But right. I mean, he was a stud, you yeah. know, he was an awesome guy. So it's hard to replace that kind of guy. Right. Um, it's been a little over five years yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's not five years. So. Yeah. So I, I have a story, um, of a less, a less and Joe story from, um, going can or uh, fishing with you guys up up in Canada. I'm not a fisher. Um, but fisherman uh, or yeah, I'm not a fisher or a fisherman. (laughs) Um, I'm not a fish, uh, but, um, my dad convinced me to go up one summer. It was before I got married. I think he thought, if I get him up there, then he'll fall in love with fishing, and then we'll always do this. <laughs> and uh, if anything, it was the opposite. It made me the 1% chance that I thought of becoming a fisher turned into 0%. But there was one night we were out there fishing, and uh, storms were coming in, and it was getting pretty bad. And uh, you guys, you and Joe were on your own boat, and then I think it was me, my dad, uh, Dan Abel, 
JD, and then I think there might have been one other person on the boat with us. Well, storm's getting, it looked like it was going to get bad. So we're like, okay, well, we're going to go in. So we go in, you guys are like, we're going to stay out here a little bit longer and keep fishing. Well, storms get like really bad and, uh, we couldn't find you guys. Like it got dark and we couldn't find you guys. And then you guys just randomly, do you remember this story? Oh yeah. They just like ran, you guys randomly showed up on shore and you guys were just like laughing. Like we almost died, but it was like a funny, (laughs) like we almost didn't make it type story. They were rollers. I mean, there were, there were five foot rollers out on the lake and we're in what 14 foot cedar strip. Yep. You know, right. almost all the canoes. good memories, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, but you, guys, like, you guys, like, up in it on a rock, too, right? In the dark. Oh, you yeah. You came in the dark. And yeah, we spined the boat. It was amazing. The boat <laughs> flipped up. Right. And we just looked at each other, and we were looking for water. And they're like, all right, we're not sinking. All right, let's keep going. Put the motor back in. Start it back up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But I just say that to say, like, I was a part of one of those stories, and I'm sure that there's a thousand more where you and Joe almost – died and oh. together you know like so um <laughs> arrested I, think, I mean there's there's a lot of right. yeah. right there with yeah. the yeah. three times together yeah yeah and i think <laughs> i think it's okay when you when you lose somebody that like they continue to live on in your memories mm-hmm. right and even though that hurts like i think it's supposed to i think if you're thinking about somebody that you loved and that you cared about that's passed and it doesn't hurt when you think about them something's wrong like it's yeah. Pain's think, okay. It's okay to feel the pain. Everybody's going to miss their, their friend and their best friend. Their, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think what, what made it painful for so many people was that Joe was the connective tissue yeah. of so many events. And so, right. many, it, it, I mean, we went fishing. It was Joe's idea. It was hunting and Joe, Joe organized it. We, you yeah. know, it's New Year's Eve. Let's deep fry cat food and see how it tastes <laughs> once it's deep fried. And the, the, the year that he, he got the deer and the pig and he put the, the, the deer inside of the pig carcass and then smoked the whole thing. Mm. It's like a, a turducken. He called it a pig yeah, deer. And it was a turkey. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and it ground it all up. It just, you know, let's, let's deep fry Oreos and tempura batter. And yeah, yeah I, mm-hmm. it was, it was always at his house. It was always his idea. It was always his ammunition. <laughs> you know, right. it was always, so once that, once Joe was gone, a good group of good friends just didn't know. Yeah. It, it was painful to be around each other and there was no one inviting, no one led the way right. to invite anybody. Did you even realize that until he passed or was it once he passed, you realized like, once he passed, yeah. we have yeah. Yeah, we're not hanging out and why aren't we hanging out? Oh, and, and, and then we realized yeah. Joe's trying like, like right that first together. birthday or that first moment, that first, you know, well, let's do right. that together. But it, it was, it was a funeral over and over and over again is what it felt like. It's right. It isn't like, Hey, it's Merry Christmas. Let's open presents. It's like, you know, Hey, it was what Becca's birthday, right? She, he he got her a gun. That, oh yeah, uh, yeah. That that came in and and, and Kim didn't know yep. anything about his widow, and uh, so they, on her what sixteenth birthday or whatever, mm-hmm. presented her this handgun that that this pink handled twenty two revolver. Yep. You know this is this is from your dad. Well, that that birthday, that first holiday after Joe's passing, it, it was it was in some ways a funeral all over again because yeah. it was it was so sweet. It was such a great reminder of what we'd lost as a community. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and her as her father and Kim as a husband. You know, just it's yeah, it it was awful. And, yeah. and I, it, the first deer hunting season went over to Tom's farm. You know, and there's Joe's deer stand. Right. I took one of our missionaries hunting and got him up in his tree stand, and I just couldn't do it. I just I went over across the street where Joe's buried and sat on his grave and cried instead of going deer hunting. Yeah. I'm just not ready yeah. yet. You know what That's I mean? That's okay because I've been shooting his deer ever since. Yeah. So I'm sure. <laughs> Take that, Joe. No, but you know what's funny? I uh, <laughs> um, it was really cool this last year. I shot a buck, which is pretty cool. We always called him Joe Buck on his uh, walkie-talkie thing. It was Joe Buck. <laughs> 
he thought of it, not us. But um, I'd call him Joe <laughs> Girly Small Deer. But um, yeah, but I went Joe over there shooting and, before it's legally uh, light yeah. out to shoot deer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I went over there and put a shotgun shell on his grave. I shot over at Tom's house and just yeah. kind of sat there. I'm like, "That's for you, Joe." Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Well, can I? I think that's yeah. it, though. That first year you can't go hunting, and then several years later you're putting right. a shotgun shell. It that the pain of the memory and the loss is becoming almost the the sweetness of, of the memory. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yeah. it's, it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt or we wouldn't cry if we, if we were talking about them in other ways. But, uh, I think that's it with, with this sort of loss, not, not divorce, but death. Well, you yeah. know, when there's death, it's like, it's, you know, I, I don't know if that's ever going to be that way with your story with Taylor. Like, Oh, it's just mm-hmm. a sweet memory of that. You know, God is like, no. I don't think it's going to be like this, the terrible thing that Satan tried to do to destroy your family, that it didn't work because God's they're better two, than that. Yeah. They're definitely two different, right. two different experiences yeah. of, yeah. Of loss and pain, you know, yeah. two different experiences there. Right. I look at Joe's story, and you know, one of the things that helped me um, process process him because it was a, a unique individual. Was I, I looked at it like in the, in the hunting and fishing thing is if you caught this mammer jammer fish, big old huge buck, and and you put it on a wall, you know, mm-hmm. it's like there it is, and there's that friendship, and there's this experience. There's not going to be another one like it. Yeah. It's a unique um, person. It's a unique experience. It's a piece yeah. of my story. It's a piece of my life. It always will be. But nothing that I'm going to do now is going to compare to whatever. To right. that. Don't even try. Right. It's, it's and I think it's a mistake. It's all, I'll exactly. just get a new best friend. I'll just go hunting yeah. again. And, and, and this and is what we did. you're sitting out there going, right. this, this isn't the same. And, and it makes it worse. Instead of saying, let's, I'm going to be somebody's best friend or I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to continue to live. The last person in the world that would say, when I die, I want you all to die with me and be miserable for the rest of your life would be Joe Smith. Yeah. He, he would punch us in the face probably for some of the things that we've right. processed in, right. inappropriately. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? My yeah. funeral's not going to be sad. My funeral's going to be – I can see him saying it. Everybody right. should overeat and deep fry you know, their Everything. cheeseburger yeah. To, yeah. and celebrate you know, my life and right. not mourn my death. It's, you got to yeah. do both. And he touched so many lives. I'm not the only one that was close to him. He was a very close friend of mine. Um, but it's still, we have a small group of, of guys, probably four or five guys that he impacted tremendously. Yeah. And uh, we could still joke because when we do something wrong or goofy, we like, Joe, what would Joe do? You know, he would duct tape. Yeah. He would rig things. And, right. you know, it's it's still, we can laugh and joke about it, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, if Joe was here, he'd be laughing with us. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. And I'm yeah. sure he is. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. Cool. Well, I just want to say... Um, Every, every week we obviously get feedback from the message, but we've had so many people um, sharing it, commenting on it, more than normal, mm-hmm. just from s- people that are going through painful it's situations like that are, yeah. So um, I know it was hard to get through on Sunday and um, it made a difference. Like there's tons of people out there that are very grateful that you, you, you shared. So thanks yeah. for being real. Thanks, thanks for, for Josh. Yeah, no problem. It was, uh, it was really good. I, w- I was really um, impressed, I guess. I don't well, you told yeah. me you really thought he was going to do a lousy job. No, so I did not say that. that. I did not say that. I was playing euchre in the back. No, I will say I saw I, you had like uh, – because I, I was entering in your notes, and I was like, oh, he's only got like six slides. Like This is going to be short. But then you started talking, and I was like, oh, no, this is going to be good. So, and then it wasn't short or, or bad. It was great. So, yeah. um, okay, well, let's let's turn the, the page a little bit on uh, some more lighthearted stuff. Um before before you spoke this Sunday, you were at kids camp for mm-hmm. the week. Um, we sent what more than double any other amount of kids we've ever sent before to camp. 
probably. Yes, we did. Yeah. We had 49 kids. That is crazy. Go to camp. I saw the pictures of them just like getting in the buses to go to camp. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's a lot of kids. Yeah. <laughs> so it was um, amazing. Tell us about the week. How was it? Man, it was an awesome week. I, I got to tell you, I, I was at camp preparing for the kids. We went on a Sunday after church, got there for orientation and got prepared for the kids. And I'm like, I want to be, I'm ready here. I'm, I'm here ready for the kids, but I also want to be here in the parking lot seeing the mobs. I like right, big right. mobs of people. Yeah. I just makes me happy when there's chaos and there's a lot of, right. I just pictured, you know, luggage all over the place, parents all over the place and, you know, packing the bus with kids and all the cargo and everything. Just, it was awesome. But mm-hmm. yeah, camp was amazing. Um, if we rented a bus, we had so many, <laughs> we've never done that before where we, you know, we've always right. been able to do it with a, a couple of vans. Yeah. And uh, maybe mom, another mom driving. But, you know, this year we had so many, we had to run a bus. That's so funny. That's pretty it's yeah. a good. It's a good problem to have. How yeah. do we How do we get this many kids yeah, to, to from to camp? We were in Idaho, so I just saw it on, you know, Dina showed me on social media or whatever, the yeah. different pictures. And that same thing. It's like, oh, that's cool. That's you, I can see that, like, we're going to Cedar Point for the day. Yeah. That many parents to let go of that many kids right. for that long. How many of them do you think it was the first time they'd ever – you know, been gone away from mom and dad for five nights. That's I would be... say with the 49 kids, probably 30%. Yeah. Yeah. 30 to 35%. How they do? A lot of first time kids. And thank you. If I could clap, slow clap. Yeah. I don't know if I can do that on this mic, but I'm, I'm slow clapping my heart for all those moms that let go of their kids and let them experience this for the first time. Yeah. Um, so congratulations to those moms. I mean, they just impacted their kids' lives and I'm sure they're, they've been hearing about it all yeah. week. Right. And I shared that one text on Sunday as well. From the, I just got it actually just before I got up on stage as well that I shared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I think when I think of kids camp, I just think about the next generation of leaders in our mm-hmm. church yeah. and, um, to see that there weren't 10 of them that went, but there's 49 of them that went is just like, we're going to have a lot of leaders in the future of our church, you mm-hmm. know, and that's just a really exciting thing yeah. to think about. It's funny. We've been talking. I spoke to the youth group a month ago or so the night that you're supposed to yeah. something happen. Yep. And and there was a, I, I'm, it was 134 months from now I turned 65 years old. Yeah. So I'm looking at that room saying to them the same thing I'd say to the kids. Like I, I've, I've always loved youth ministry. I've always loved children's ministry. We've always staffed those positions as well as we could possibly, you know, afford to, to do it as many people to care and all that kind of stuff. And I, but this is different. Like you guys, 11 years from now, are the ones that are taking over the church. Yeah. So that kid that's in fifth grade that's 10 years old, 11 right. years from now is 21. Which yeah, is, right. they're going to be the youth pastor. Exactly, yes. yeah. And I'm just looking at this generation from children's ministry through youth ministry, young adult ministry, differently because it's I'm going to hand you the keys. Like I, I'm responsible to you right. in a way that's different than any other youth group, children's ministry mm-hmm. we've ever had. It's a, it's an interesting – now, I'm not retiring at 65. It might be 55. It might be 95. I, only God knows that. It's his yeah. church. I work for him. But, I, but it, I, you want to start – planning for some number you know what i mean so 135 months from now can you imagine some kid that just sleeping bag and one arm and teddy bear and the other goes off to camp like they're they're going to be the youth pastor yeah yeah. (laughs) it's kind of awesome 134 months from now yeah Yeah, the older you get the time you know time flies by everyone's kind of says that oh yeah we hear that and you know but man it's it's weird yeah it's you, you as a father of four kids when you have kids that are adults mm-hmm. and kids that are still kind of kids going now going into junior high next year yeah 
Um, feel like my little baby is, is right there, you know, but right. as you see that most of the relationship with these kids will be when they're adults, not when they're kids. And yeah. I've, I've preached that and said that, taught that, that's good. parenting classes on that. But when right. you feel it and you're like, Oh, I'm here, hmm. it's kind of a different revelation. And then you really get that heavy uh-huh. lovey that this is the generation, you know, our yeah. kids are going to be the one leading small yeah. groups. Our kids are the ones preaching. We are passing that torch. Yeah. You know, my time is limited. Yeah. here you know what i mean right we have to pass it on to the next yeah. generation yeah and i think when you're in your 20s and your 30s you kind of feel invincible like mm-hmm. i'm going to be around forever you don't re- you're not really thinking legacy you're thinking mm-hmm. right i'm i've got 80 more years to live so yeah. i've got a lot of life to live <laughs> yeah. and i think when you get a little bit older it's like you you start thinking i think i mean less you're in your 40s 30s? I would say, you 40s? know, late 30s. <laughs> but yeah, very late. Yeah. Right. Very late. <laughs> very yeah. late. You have to use like Hobbit math. Let me say, we've got, like, we've got three different generations here. And yeah. we're, I think all three of us think very differently about life just from sure. the season that we're in, you know? Yeah. Right. So I'm thinking hustle, hustle, hustle. And Pastor Jim's thinking, I want to go mow the lawn with my grandson. You know, like, that's, <laughs> yeah. obviously there's still work there, but I'm saying like yeah. you're wanting... T- it's more you're like you're you're thinking more and more about your legacy than you are thinking Absolutely. about like well and I think your priorities change too that that half hour on the mower with Hollis on my lap is is the most restorative incredible right. you know what I mean it's yeah. the lawn is secondary it used to be the lawn was important the lawn was a business I had to sharpen the blades I had to get the lawn I, yeah. you know what I mean and if I could do five lawns today then I can afford a you know a bigger lawn mower and yeah. today it's like just just go enjoy at the zero turn and let Hollis drive and right. you know and, right share a moment that he won't remember, no. but I'll never forget. Right. You know? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about what's coming up next week then, which is mega camp. Summer spectacular. Yeah. Can you say that mega. more mega than me really quick? Mega camp. There we go. Mega <laughs> camp. <laughs> your best, Derek, your best Brett Carlton Carlton awesome. Mega. Yeah. Super excited. Super excited about mega camp, man. It's, it's so different than any other summer spectacular we've ever done before. Yep. So we've always, uh, for those who don't know, we've always called it summer spectacular and we've mm-hmm. uh, that's our thing. And it's not your grandma's VBS. Yeah. Cause when I was a kid, my idea of church was felt people and little bah, like little old ladies with little sheep. Oh, Arr, was that the know. old lady or the sheep? That, that was, was both, actually. It depends on which end it's coming out of. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was awful. I mean, metal table and chairs and dimly lit bulb. I think I was interrogation. Wow, I was going to say, yeah, is this like was, some sort of an Iraqi yeah. prison cell? Or? No, I just didn't have a great experience when I was a kid. So when I I think VBS, my mind goes 1982, felt people, Chevettes and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I got to make it cool and make it fun, make it relevant and Interesting for kids. I don't even like that word relevant. Sorry about that. Let's That's delete okay. that. I'm no, just joking. Right. I'm thinking make I'm it awesome. stuck on 82. You know? Like I was an adult in 82. Was <laughs> <laughs> I remember those glasses he had in 1982 too. Those things are the awesome. RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, so we've had different, you know, not your grandma's VBS. We had Legos, mm-hmm. Jedi Academy, a lot of different ones, about five different ones. And I just felt like it was time to change it up and do something different. So we did everything that would have been easy to do completely off, off the map and do something that's really just going to hopefully attract different families and more yeah. families yep. in a different level. Um, we definitely, I don't know a, a town in America that's not a sports town. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a family I know of that doesn't have their kid in some kind of extra extracurricular activity, you know, sure. sports, dance, um, something like that. Yeah. So kind of changing it up and going after um, those kind of interests. Uh, basketball, cheerleading, soccer, and science. Yeah. Um, science is just for the extra component, just something more, you know, different yep. than physical activity. Yep. 
and um, it's still pretty cool. They're gonna blow stuff. Well, up. I've heard <laughs> like the the number of people signed up for each of those events, sports mm-hmm. and so forth. That science by far is the most signed up for. The science is is leading the pack. Like almost double. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell kids, "Hey, we're gonna blow things up," and them not want to sign up for that. Adults, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It's speaking of sweet. jokes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can actually tell you a few George stories about blowing stuff up. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's uh, gonna be a little bit different. You know, they're gonna uh-huh. be in that sport all week long, and yep. Um, then come into big group at the beginning and end of, this, of the day. Yeah, yeah, but there'll still be times of of worship and, oh, and yeah. teaching. Yep. Okay, it's not just camp and then nope, take off. No, it's not sports. So Good. at the beginning and uh, end of the day, we have some fun new characters that we're going we're gonna to implement this year, especially at the beginning of the day. We have worship, live yeah. worship, and all that kind of stuff. I was talking to Zeke, one of our FCMA students. He's pretty excited about his character. Yeah, Goober. <laughs> goober. Goober. It's a, it's, I created a Goober character. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> like Mayberry Goober? Like the, yeah, kind of like that, yeah. So I hate a Gomer? Yeah. 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 He reminds me of uh, what's the rusty truck in Cars? Uh, Nader, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. that's who he's supposed to be. Is the yeah the, the hillbilly a little Nader? bit? Mm-hmm. I think his name's Tomater. Yeah, Tomater. Tom, to, yeah, yeah. Mater. Tomater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, awesome. Well, that's going to be an awesome week next week. Uh, if you're listening and you haven't signed your kid up, they can still sign up, correct? They can still sign up. Okay. They can sign up like the night Freedom Center. Oh, right. Freedom Center. Dot church. Click on Tuesday, summer spectacular night. Sign up the the night of or no? They can sign up. Yeah. Up right. until the day of, it, they still it goes get a T-shirt. All week. It doesn't close, but definitely sign up sooner because we are uh, giving all the people that do sign up T-shirts. We need to prepare yep. that, yeah. And we right. have cool backpacks that are on the way that yes. we're going to give to each person. And it's fifteen dollars, correct? Yep. But your fifteen dollars kind of gets you your T-shirt and your backpack, so yeah. it's not like you're but just a kid that comes on Monday night and goes, "Oh, my friends would love this," and invites five friends Tuesday night. They can mm-hmm. all come and sign up and be a part mm-hmm. of it, right? Yeah. And we're awesome. also one other thing I want to add to that: we are mixing up. We usually do an offering contest. Yeah. Um, or not offering contest, but we receive food and yeah, we food just pantry. bless Fenton Center of Hope. Right. Yeah. This year we're going to do out of the four days Fenton Center Hope as well as Claire's Hope. Awesome. So we have different items for both days, two days apiece. Awesome. So it's pretty awesome. Te- is it, it used to be boys against girls. Is it going to be the soccer guys against the the basketball guys? Against, um, just it? boys against girls this time. Okay, still boys yep. against girls. Good. And the girls won last year, right? Girls win the every girls year. The girls seem like they well, win every they're, year. They're so the guys got to win That's why. They, yeah. they, they, they no, show up with like 40 boxes of mac and cheese. It's, yeah. Right. Nick Chandler goes to every single store and buys all of their toilet paper from every single yeah. store for, right. <laughs> for every, his daughter. So right. the girls win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So The guy that's to shave four times a day, make sure the girls team wins. This doesn't, this doesn't <laughs> seem right. <laughs> awesome. Well, He's a son now, though. Is Isaac old enough to be in? Uh... Not yet. Oh, that's okay. true. Right. So the that's girls true. are going to win again this year. Yeah. Sorry. Right. So I'm super excited about it. It's a great week for our church. I feel like... Um, the kids get impacted that week, but then parents come because they want to kind of see what's what's happening at the church. And we we get new families that attend the church every year because of sure. Summer Spectacular. So mm-hmm. it's going to be an awesome crowd. I think it's going to be a, a new crowd, like you were saying, because we're attracting different people with the sports camps. Um, so a lot of similar faces, but hopefully a lot of new faces, too. Yeah. Um, I like it because it's attracting the new, but it's not rejecting the old. Correct. Right. Like we changed everything. And right. people came last year, don't want to come this year. It's, right. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got three minutes left. Yeah. Pastor, if you want to talk about what's happening next yeah, Sunday. Yeah, we're, we're going to go after uh, Romans chapter 12. Uh, we're going to do a quick kind of a, every, everywhere the, the, the book of Romans has said, therefore, so far, we're going to stop at. So I'll yeah. from chapter 1 up to chapter 12, we're probably about 10 minutes of, of reviewing all, all the transitional moments of thought because – the, the last, therefore, is that we're going to look at is going to be in Romans chapter 12. Therefore, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's talking about 
giving our bodies, giving our lives. We're living sacrifices. Right. Uh, it's you know not being conformed, being transformed. So I, every time you see therefore, everything that's been said before that is adding up, and then a new a new plateau, a new summit, a new. So we're gonna. This is gonna be our final uh, ascent to to what Romans is talking about after mm-hmm. this thirteen through sixteen. It's more like hey, you know, governing authorities. It's it's kind of some. A little bit of Book of Proverbs thrown in with the theology yeah. of the Gospels to make right. sure we're good citizens. So, but this will be the last therefore that we're going to really stop at. So we're going to enjoy the the journey we've been on all summer long, and then uh, really get set up because the next week is Dr. J.P. Dorsey yeah. is coming in, and then I'll wrap up uh, as far as like my part of the teaching the next week, and then uh, Pastor J.D. is going to be doing the back to school thing for our yeah. teachers, and then that and is then it's September. <laughs> summer is almost over. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. It's August. Like we're having a, our our baby's due date is August twenty second. Yeah. It's like that could happen any day. Like we're mm-hmm. we're there. That's crazy. Yeah. So you summer's ready? over. It's cruising. No. <laughs> no. I don't think you can ever be like, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, as but, a grandfather, I'm ready. Yeah. Right. I hope four pop sure. out. Yeah. 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 I hope. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That would be crazy. Um. <laughs> I I don't even know how to end the podcast after you say that. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, we would love to have you this Sunday if for some reason you're listening to this and you're not going to church. If you're in the area, uh, if you're out of town and you're just visiting, we'd love to have you. Freedom Center Church in Fenton, Michigan at 9 and 1130 this Sunday. If for some reason you are out of town but you still want to attend the service, feel free to join us on live stream and Facebook Live at the 9 o'clock service. And until then, we will talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. Bye.